Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I am your host, Dave Kahlo. This is episode 277. We continue Focus Month by looking at to-do lists. Hey, if you like this show, please support us on Patreon, where you'll have early access to each episode, bonus content, and the opportunity to listen along live every week, plus lots more. That's at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. You can join us on Discord, where you can chat with like-minded homeworkers and more. You'll find a link to that in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to everyone, and we win the prize for longest email handle. Now, let's get started. How are you doing, Harry? I am... Uh, well, I've been better. I was telling Jackie before the show that yesterday I was getting out of the car. I had to get gas and I bumped my head on the car door as I was getting out and knocked my glasses off my face and sort of split the plastic on the frames right down the middle across the bridge. And so now I have uh, essentially, if you like, you were to cut them right in the half, they would fall over on each side, mm-hmm. one lens on each side. And so I have electrical tape, blue electrical tape holding them together. Uh, the important question is did you put your gas into a plastic garbage bag? Yes, that's how you do it now. Because right. of, of this fake gas shortage, yes, it's in a plastic bag, and I just carried it home. You just put it in the trunk. Yep, I'm, exactly. I don't know what you're going to do with it once you get it home, but I guess that's for you to figure out. Yeah, you know, you, you can't store it uh, in a plastic bag the normal way. So, you know, you just sort of – I've nailed uh, inside my shed. I just put up some nails, and I just hang the gas in the bag on the nail. And so when I'm ready to use it, I take it off the nail, and I'm good to go. Sounds like a good plan. You just dump it right into the car. You can pour it from the glad bag into your car. Yeah, you poke a hole in the bottom corner, and it just sort of it leaks out. out like a – yeah. Sounds like a great plan. Uh, you should put that on your to-do list, Harry. We are talking about to-do lists today. Um, some people love them. Some people think they are the bane of their existence. But that is where we're going today. But before we talk about to-do lists, Harry, let's talk about tools of the week. I kind of, I don't know how I feel about my tool of the week. It's very good. But boy, it makes me feel badly about myself. I am talking okay, about. I'm intrigued. I'm talking about Moment for iPhone. So this is one of those apps that's supposed to prompt you or encourage you to use your phone less. And it's, is it working? It, yeah, <laughs> because it it makes me feel badly about my behavior and it nags me a lot. Let's talk about uh, Moment real quick here. So one of the things that it will have, or I'm sorry, offer for you to do is called a phone fast. So it's sort of like, they call it like intermittent fasting, but for your phone. So you can start a phone fast uh, whenever you like. You hit the little start a fast button and you pick up the amount. You determine how long you'd like your fast to last. Um, The minimum is like 15 minutes or you can go all the way up to 12 hours. So once you pick the amount of time, you hit next place your phone down and it starts to monitor you and you either do well or you don't so if you succeed then it rewards you and if you don't it says oh you picked up your phone and you feel kind of badly about yourself but that's not all it does it has you know sort of like um whatever that is built into uh, the iPhone that tracks, you know, how much you're using your phone, which apps you're using. Oh, uh, screen time, I think. Yes, exactly. So that's built in here as well. 
Um, they're all articles you can read. There's one that I'm looking at right now about called The Social Dilemma, about the impact of social media on our lives. You can start a family group if you want to have family members join in in the, a phone detox with you or one with friends if you'd like to do that as well. They even have something called Boot Camp uh, built in where it gradually helps you uh, use your phone less and less. It's very well designed. It's very, very pretty. And it's having the effect that I'm after because when I look and see, oh my gosh, how much time I've used my phone today, I start to feel really badly about myself. If you want to feel badly about yourself, pick out Moment <laughs> for iOS. Very nice. Um, my tool of the week is an app I've been using. I can't, I honestly can't remember if I've talked about it before. I probably should have checked the, uh, the, the discord before we started. It's okay. Um, but it's one, it's one that I've been using. So I'm a Feedbin subscriber. I've talked about Feedbin before. Mm -hmm. And what Feedbin is, is a, an RSS, um, feed reader app, uh, service, I should say. And so you sign up and what's cool is they give you an email address where you can have, for example, newsletters sent to it. Um, and it just imports the newsletters as part of your feed. So you just, you can scroll through them as part of you know your along with your blog articles and things but i've been using the reader app r-e-e-d-e-r -E 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 on my iphone to read my rss feeds um it's funny i remember reader back in the day it was one of the first iphone rss readers um when they when the app store opened and so i've been using reader on and off for since i got my iphone i mean since 2007 mm. um well since the app store opened so probably 2008 2009 and um, it's been just a, it's always been a consistently great app. And I would bounce around different apps for a while. For a while, I wasn't even using RSS feeds, um, especially after Google Reader kicked the bucket. So I signed up for Feedbin and the Feedbin app is good, um, but I never really loved um, how a lot of the RSS feed readers worked. A lot of them are very feature heavy, gesture heavy, sort of convoluted to get around. Reader is nice and simple. Um, it gives you the dark and the light themes if you want. Mm -hmm. You get a list of your feeds on one screen and then you swipe over and you can just scroll through. And I set up the gestures so that when I pull down, like in the old uh, Tweety app, you refresh your feed. And when you pull up at the bottom of your list, you can mark everything as red. Um, everything looks really nice in a, in a nice reader view. You can share to different apps and, and things like Twitter. Um, you know, it's just, it's a nice all encompassing app for your RSS feeds. Uh, I believe it was like five, $5, $7. Um, it's a, just a really stellar RSS feed reader app and it's available on, I think all of your iOS devices. Uh, I'm double checking that now. Um, so it's reader five. Oh, it's on the Mac too for 10 bucks. So I think the iOS version is a few dollars. The, the Mac version is $10. Uh, well worth your money. So nice reader from Silvio Rizzi. Boy, I used to live and breathe in RSS readers back when I worked with, uh, AOL, uh, the unofficial Apple web blog. Part of my job was just scouring RSS all day for newsworthy stories. Remember Net Newswire? Does that even still exist? Oh yeah, yeah. Net Newswire is still around. I think they were they were revamped or, or bought and then you know refreshed. Um, but yeah, Net Newswire is still kicking. That's what I used religiously. Oh my goodness, that was my favorite one. I had folders set up and tags and um, alerts. Oh my god, Net Newswire. I'm, I'm checking now. Oh yeah, here it is. Look at this. Net Newswire is a free and open source RSS reader for Mac, iPhone, and iPad. It's like podcasts, but for reading. <laughs> yeah. That's how they yeah. get the what's, kids what's, to understand it. 
What's cool is is uh, with Reader, you can and and some some uh, apps do this. It's not always um, upfront about how to get it, how to enable that feature. But um, mark as red on scroll. So as you scroll through your list, items get marked as red, which is great because usually I'm scrolling by it because I don't want to read it. So as I keep going, you know, flipping my thumb, uh, the items get marked as red, and then if I refresh the feed, all of that stuff goes away, and the new stuff replaces it. Oh, that's great! Um, so so it's really all you've got to do is fly past it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and it great. works with everything. Feedbin, Feedly, Feed Wrangler, uh, Feed HQ, Newsblur, um, I Know Reader, Fresh RSS, Instapaper, and Pocket. So you can send your any articles you want to read later right to your favorite read later service. So, yeah, it's really good. Oh, my God. Instapaper and Pocket. This, it's just turning into a memory lane episode, Harry. I haven't thought of those. I know. I just started using. Time. I ended up resubscribing to Instapaper because I wanted to use it again. And as always, and as I was using it before, I would send, I'll send stuff to there and I will never look at it again. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to me. It became death row for articles. Yes. It was like a it's sentence. The, it's the, yeah, it's the, the uh, what, what is it at the post office? The uh, the unsent letters department? <laughs> yeah. Or, or, yeah. The out of misfit letters. Yeah. Well, good luck. I want to know how that goes because I was so in the Instapaper chain for a while, man. I loved it. And I used Pocket regularly, too, for a very long time. But uh, I just felt guilty about the reading I was not doing, and that prompted me to stop. So let us know in a couple weeks where you're at with that. All right, all right. For now, I think we should talk about to-do list. Now, lists may seem a little old school, but they certainly are. But Keeping track of all your to-dos will help you stay focused while you're working from home and also provide you with a starting point at the beginning of each day. I'll talk more about that in a little bit. This list, that list will serve as a daily reminder of what needs to get done. So we're going to go through, well, first let's talk about the idea of to-do lists, Harry. My, my mom always made lists when I was a kid, and so I sort of took up making a list. But back then when I was younger, even when I was in high school, when I was in college, I wouldn't make a list until I reached crisis point. I don't know, I, I don't know if, if that makes sense, but there'd be the point where yeah, I'm either at overwhelm or I find that something has fallen through the cracks and then I would sit down and make a list. It wasn't until, gosh, much later, probably when I was well into college, that I realized you could be proactive with your lists and write things down before it blows up in your face. So mm -hmm. my relationship with to-do lists has always been, first it was like an emergency Band-Aid, and then it was something I used to focus and keep track of what gets done. So I wanted to just quickly ask before we begin, how about you, Harry? What was your, your history with to-do lists? When did you start using them in earnest? How'd that all go for you? It's funny. I, I have a long sordid history with to-do lists and to-do list apps. Mm. Uh, I am the, I am the, the, when it, when it comes to to-do apps, I am a dog at, at uh, the car park. Like it's just, ooh, car, <laughs> ooh, car. Like that, that's me. Um, you know, I'm always looking at the new shiny. And so it, only up until recently, like in the last few weeks, have I really, when I really settled down on, on the system I like, um, I had been using everything. I was using things. I was using OmniFocus. I was using TickTick. I was mm -hmm. using all the stuff that we're going to talk about a little later on. Mm -hmm. um, 
with a combination of like paper lists of just you know trying to use the the writer carol style uh version of the bullet journal uh you know with the dots and and the dashes and and that mm-hmm. um and but nothing nothing was sticking uh not, you know it was always some weird combination um i couldn't i, I still can't adhere to a, a strict ideology like with gtd getting things done i mean forget it I, I i will never be able to really adhere to that uh religiously but i use pieces of it um it's funny i'm in the i'm now a, a member of the relay fm community um so i pay them five bucks a month and i join their discord and there's a channel in there for productivity and we were talking about um to-do lists and um just not being able to stick with you know certain things and and uh how getting things done like the idea of the inbox and like the the brain dump part, part of it like sit, staring at a blank screen or at a blank piece of paper and just not being able to come up with anything because you're it's sort of like being on a game show and you're asked to name the answer to the question and your mind goes blank under pressure. Mm-hmm. And I find that the only time I ever really remember to do anything is when it, it just clicks with me right away. Like if I'm washing dishes and I suddenly remember, oh, I have to do X, Y, Z. Oh, I got to move the laundry over. Oh, I got to I got to pick up milk at the store. Like that's that's when I start to get the things I need to do. And the worst part is I'm in a position where I can't do anything about it because my hands are, are wet or I'm busy or something. You know, I'm in the shower or I'm in uh, I'm washing dishes or I'm doing something with my son and I don't have anything on me. And, you know, that's that's unfortunately how I work. And so, yeah, my my history with to do list is just, you know, shoddy. Yeah, there's two things I want to talk about in there. The first is nothing was sticking. I'm very familiar with that. I'd love to jump around with project manager apps mm-hmm. as well. And when one thing and two things and five things and seven systems or apps or whatever the latest thing is doesn't work, it could be frustrating, even disheartening. I, I would start to think, when am I ever going to find something that works? Or why aren't these popular uh, systems, apps not working for me when they're so beneficial for others? Is there a way to pull yourself through that? Because uh, I would I would get very frustrated when something isn't working, and I think it shouldn't. And, you know, I'm still having trouble keeping track of things or stuff's falling through the cracks. Like, how did you keep pushing through nothing was sticking? You just keep going and going and going? It, it honestly came down to what am I spending my money on? That's where I need to be putting my focus. Mm. So for me, the two the two things I, I have been able to stick with are things on my Mac and iOS devices. And that's where everything goes. Any task that needs to get done goes in there. It usually ends up in the inbox first, and then I will drag it to the appropriate context or project where mm-hmm. it belongs. And then I use Analog, the the system I, I did a video review on, and I talked about it last week, um, from the company Ugmunk. That's the the wooden holder that sits on my desk with the index card sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is where I prioritize what I need to do for the day. So thing, everything lives in things. It's always there if I need to look at it. But my, my daily tasks that have to get done that day, that's what goes into Analog, and that's what stares at me in the face all day. Um, and so using those two in tandem has really been great. So if, if things is the is the junk drawer, analog is just the sifter, and I'm, I'm sort of filtering things out, you know, left and right. Well, you've got me, you've got me lusting after that Ugmunk analog here. I know, right? It's so it, it is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. <laughs> so another thing I wanted to pull out of what you were talking about there was suddenly remember. I think that's a moment that almost everyone could. Uh, relate to where that comes into your head. Oh, right. I was supposed to X 
And when does it happen? Just when you said, Harry, when you're washing the dishes or when you're driving the car or you're playing with the kid or doing something that prevents you from easily capturing that moment. That is a super stressful moment for me because I know that my brain is so fantastical that if I don't catch this within the next 90 seconds, it's going to be gone. It's as fickle as a feather in a stream. So something that I try to do when that happens is A – I want to write it down in my notebook. If I'm driving or washing the dishes, if I'm washing the dishes, I'll write it down with wet hands because I know I have to capture this. If I'm driving or doing something that prevents me from writing, I've actually grabbed my phone and recorded a voice memo for myself. Um, oh, that's a good idea. If And it's worked. Um, so I was wondering, what do you do when you have that, oh, I was supposed to X suddenly remember moment? So if I'm washing the dishes or um, I'm in the shower or what have you, and here's the kicker. My wife got me for, it was either my birthday or as like a stocking stuffer for Christmas one year. Mm-hmm. She got me one of those right in the rain notebooks, which have paper that is water resistant or waterproof. And so you can write on them like with a space a Fisher space pen um, or a, a ballpoint pen. Um, you know, you can, you can write when it's wet out and you won't have to worry about losing the paper, you know, the notebook getting ruined because it was made for it and I should be using it and I've never, it's never where I need it. Um, so usually I just forget (laughs) if I'm lucky enough to remember after I'm done washing the dishes or something, I will jot it down in, um, on my iPhone using the things widget or I'll, I'll write it in drafts, which might be even faster. Um, there's a, a draft action I have that will, um, look at the format of a draft and then automatically spit it into things into the inbox as new tasks. Mm-hmm. And then I can take care of them later, which is great. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I just forget about it. And unfortunately it gets, it then gets to a point where, Oh, I was supposed to do that. Or something comes up. Right. Like it gets to the point where I was supposed to do it and realize, Oh, sh- I forgot. So, right. Yeah. That's the point you don't want to get when the tense changes where it goes from, I'm supposed to X to, Oh, I was supposed to X. Yep. It's gone. (laughs) So this is something that can live on a to-do list. Now, as I was saying at the beginning of the episode, this is when I would start to say, okay, I need to sit down and write this down. It was when these things started to happen and I would sort of fix the mess uh, with a to-do list. And I've since learned that I could try to be as proactive as possible and write things down well before they explode. You know, like David Allen says, when it shows up, not when it blows up. It's a little Dr. Phil, but it's pretty good. (laughs) So let's talk about to-do lists. So to-do lists, we're going to talk today, among other things, about four ways, I'm sorry, five ways you can make your to-do list a little more doable and a little more successful for you. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, too. Let's start with number one, the 135 rule. Um, By mapping, so here's the idea. The idea here is that you map out one big thing, three medium things and five smaller things you want to get done in one day. And that's pretty much the number of tasks a person can reasonably do in a day. And when you do this, you're going to know where your priorities lie and what can wait. You're just going to filter these things automatically as you do the process. And if your prior if prioritizing is in fact your biggest issue when it comes to productivity, this is going to help you get better at it. So if you work in a job, uh, in which things really do come up, need to be dealt with ASAP. We all know how that is. Those interruptions that are so important to the person on the other end. Leave one of your medium and two of your small slots each day open. 
to fill mm-hmm. in with these important needs. This reminds me of, this is sort of like an expansion on Sean Blanc's note. I'm sure listeners of the show will remember something that I adopted from Sean is he'll write down on a piece of paper, like an index card or something small, the three most important things he wants to get done tomorrow. And he'll leave it on his desk at his keyboard uh, before going to bed. This sort of expands on that where you're picking one big thing, three medium things, and five smaller things you want to get done in the day. And again, if you expect those interruptions to pop up, leave a couple blank spots. Uh, I kind of like it. I've not tried it. But I definitely want to give it a shot. Yeah, what's great is those Baron Fix Strategist cards that you had talked about uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago as your tool of the week. At the top, uh, so the there's two sets of cards. One of them, I believe, is just dot grid, and then the other one is a to-do list on them. And there should I think there's about 10, 10 lines on each card, so you mm-hmm. can list 10 tasks. But the top three have stars in the circles, so mm-hmm. you can mark those as your top three important tasks. And it's a good way to sort of adapt this 135 rule. You have, the, you have three things that absolutely have to get done, and then everything else is just sort of left open as it comes. Um, or, you know, these other tasks you, you can do uh, in any order or, you know, if you get to them kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the, the, the prioritization, I like the idea of prioritizing like, all right, here's the one thing I have to get done. Uh, here are the three things that would be nice to get done. And then here's, you know, some smaller stuff if I get the time to do it. I mean, that's probably a nice bite sized way for people to tackle their to-do list. Um, you know, it's, it's not, here's 10 things that absolutely have to get done today where do I begin? This is mm-hmm. one thing that absolutely has to get done today. Let's tackle that now and then knock everything out, uh, you know, in, in procession. I think tackle that now is the important thing there. Try to get yes. the one big thing done first because you'll feel that victory for the whole day and it will really get the snowball rolling down the hill. It, it sounds silly, but that will build such momentum. Oh, the big thing is done. And it's 10 a.m. and I finished it. Yeah. I, I know there are some people who who swear by doing the small stuff first because you get quick wins and it feels good to just sort of cross things off your list. But you're always going to have that big, heavy task weighing over you right. through the rest of the day if you don't get it done right away. Um, and so, and this is something I struggle with. You know, I usually have um, a cabinet story to write or, or some major project to get done for work. And it's like, if I just don't get it done now, it's not going to get done. It's, I'm going to keep pushing it off. I'm going to keep writing it on the next day's card. Uh, and so let's just get it done now. And then I can not have to worry about it. And I can move on to the, the, the other stuff, which will be much easier because the big thing isn't weighing on my shoulders. Right. Because even to get those three or four quick wins, I'm still thinking, oh, man, I still got to do that thing. Yeah, it's 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 like being in high school. Yeah, it's it's like being in high school, and you know you have to do the the big book report or you know the 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 final project, and it's the night before, the Sunday before school when it's due, and it's like, well, I've done everything else, and I've cleaned my room, and I've done all this. I still got to do this project. You should have just gotten it done six months ago. (laughs) All the work while crying. I'm sure you've seen that image. Yeah, it's funny. I, in high school, I did my final project. I wrote a screenplay, and it was I was so excited to do it. I ended up knocking it out three months early, and it was the best feeling in the world. Like I just I got it done. I had it bound. It was perfect, and it was done. And then I could enjoy my senior year of high school. <laughs> right, while the other kids are agonizing over the same project. <laughs> yeah. So that is one three five. Give it a shot. Let us know how it goes, uh, either via email or over in the Discord. Let's talk about the Eisenhower method. Um, you know, our former president, uh, Jerry Eisenhower, 
this comes down to understanding two things about each of the items on your to-do list. One, how important is it? And two, how urgent is it? Now, when I say understanding, this is specifically we're looking at important is not always urgent and vice versa. That's a, a, a big lesson to learn, I think. Yeah, I work in an industry where everything is a priority, therefore nothing is a priority. Yes. So, uh, you know, it's this kind of method doesn't work for me, at least on, on work stuff, because anytime I get an email from some someone, it's usually someone higher up and it has to get done and there's nothing I can do about pushing it off or, or setting deadlines. It's just, nope, this is now the thing I have to do. So, the, you know, how, how important is it? Everything is important. How urgent is it? Everything is urgent. And so, you know, time is meaningless, life is meaningless, and, you know, I just have to get it done. Right. It's not one of those instances where you can say, your crisis is not my problem. Right. Oh, no, I'd be fired. <laughs> right. But in, if you do have that leeway in other work that you have to do, dear listener, um, consider this. The idea of prioritizing tasks can be daunting. So this system creates a very simple grid to base your to-do list on. And this is kind of visual, but if you Google the Eisenhower method, you'll, you'll see it. I'll look for the things that are both urgent and important and then do those first. Don't spend your time worrying over things that just appear urgent and then block specific chunks of time in your schedule for ones that are important but don't need to be done at this very moment, if that makes sense. Um, add anything that you determine isn't urgent or important. Do everything you can to get that off your to-do list. So, this is about identifying what is urgent and important and what is urgent and important that can wait a little bit longer. And if you see it, you just draw a line down a piece of paper and you write things on either side. Uh, I have not tried this, but I know that there are a lot of people who absolutely swear by it. And you can even buy notebooks that are pre-printed and set up uh, for this method. Oh, that's cool. I, you know, that's, it's, it's sort of like a SWOT analysis. Um, <laughs> you, it's it's pretty cool the the um the ch the blocking specific chunks of time um because that's a, a method we've talked about before just you know when when you need to get something done you know it's not urgent it's i i need to compose an email to my lawyer about x or i need to call customer service at some point today because something broke you know it's not something that has to get done right away um but it's something that i do need to set aside time for and so putting that on my calendar and blocking off that hour or two uh, is great because then I get the reminder in my my calendar application. Um, you know, in 15 minutes, you need to call customer service. In 15 minutes, you need to start working on that email. And then again, just as with the, the 135 rule, you get it done and it's off your plate. And if you're lucky and you finish early, you now have free time to do the next task on your list or, you know, go eat a cookie or something. Ooh, cookies. Mm-hmm. Three is committing to a to-do list app. Now, we're going to talk about apps in a little while. So I want to um, <laughs> talk about this too much right now. But like Harry and I were alluding to at the beginning of the episode, it's sort of important to pick something and try to stay with it. And uh, if you haven't done that yet, it could be because you haven't found what's going to work for you yet, which is A-OK. -okay. Keep uh, going at it. So number five, I'm going to talk about creating a done list. Now, creating a done list not only gives you that that sense of achievement uh, when you're able to look back at everything you did that day, but if you take a look at the list and realize that you really didn't accomplish anything, it's also a great wake-up call that you need to refocus and think about how you're spending your day. So now I just want to mention I'm not suggesting that at the end of the day, you know, grab a pencil and a piece of paper and write down 
everything that you've done. If you want to, awesome. But I think this could sort of happen naturally if you just cross off what you're getting done or putting an X or whatever you do to mark something is done. At the end of the day, just go through and look at your done list and feel really good about what you got done or get a kick in the pants about what you need to do to increase the length of your daily done list. Yeah. So the, the done list, this is something I wish more to do apps did, mm-hmm. you know, every to do app catalogs, that's the stuff you've checked off. You know, you can always find a screen somewhere in your app where you can see what you have done during yeah. the day. The problem is it's not, it's never in front of your face. You have to go hunting for it. And I never remember to go hunting for it. What would be cool is if an app, um, you know, either at the end of the day, at a time I designated, popped up a notification saying, here's everything you've completed today, just as like a little digest or sent me an email with a list of the things I had completed today. Hmm. Um, you know, this is something I, th- I could have sworn to do us did something like this. Um, and I, I honestly can't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm on their website right now and I just, I can't find it, but um, you know, it would be nice to just get a, a sort of a, a pat on the back. Like, you know, you, you completed 10 items on your to-do list today. Good job. And, you know, just sort of gamify it a little bit and, mm-hmm. and a little cheering on as, as a booster for the next day to, to do even better. Yeah, that would be great. In the meantime, you can create something similar just by crossing off the things that you physically write down and then just looking at all the crossed-off items at the end of the day and feel your heart begin to rise. Mm-hmm. Harry, we're going to talk about apps next. Uh, you've got a list going. Do you want to just start running down apps? Oh, yeah. This is this is my jam. Okay, so here we go. I've, <laughs> I've broken these down into three categories. And you honestly, some of these apps you could split across different categories, but this is how I have them. Okay. Um, so I've got the full free, the first category is full featured or pro apps. Yeah. And this, these are apps like Things, which is a Mac and iOS app, um, very GTD focused, a um, little bit of project management in there. It's a beautiful application, um, not as full featured as OmniFocus, which is next on the list. OmniFocus has version four coming out soon. Um, they just announced the, it's got like a new interface and, and a bunch of new features. And this is the app that a uh, friend of the show, Scotty Jackson, swear, swears by. Mm-hmm. David Sparks swears by it. Um, this is a, like the getting things done app. It is, it's, I've tried it. I used it for about a month. And I just, it was too much for me at the time. I might go back to it at some point. Um, but it is, if, if you have like the really complicated to do lists or just so many to do lists for different parts of your life, for your business, for your home, all this stuff, um, you want to be able to do things with your list in other apps, like with shortcuts or, um, with URL callbacks and things like really technical stuff. OmniFocus has a ton of features and it's available on Mac, iOS. I believe there is a Linux version as well and a web and windows version. I got to double check that, but I think they're on everything. Um, and yeah, they are, they are the, the be all end all of getting things done apps. Mm-hmm. I should probably say, um, the next one is tick tick, which I wrote a review of on the study. Um, tick tick is sort of a combo app. It combines a bunch of different things like your calendar, Pomodoro timer to do's, um, reminders, you know, stuff that you actually want to be reminded of on a specific date and time. Um, it does a lot of things. It's a kitchen sink kind of application, mm-hmm. but surprisingly user-friendly. Um, it's got a couple of hiccups, you know, with the way it uses natural language, but for the most part, it's, uh, it's pretty solid and, and I, I like it. It also has a really nice free tier to it. Um, and you have, you get a lot of features for paying nothing. Um, and it doesn't cost that much to subscribe for the, the yearly plan, the pro plan that gives you like everything. Um, the next one I have here is Asana. Asana, I remember years ago being essentially like an OmniFocus clone. 
Um, and then they got really big into project management. So if you work in a, in a company, you want some sort of lightweight project management tool that's not as involved as something like Workfront, uh, which is like a really heavy duty resource tracking software, mm-hmm. um, you know, costs tens of thousands of dollars a year. You know, Asana is a really nice alternative. It's essentially a glorified to-do list with some project management tracking in it. Um, you can see, you know, line charts of, of progress on things and um, it's pretty cool. Uh, then there's Agenda, which isn't specifically a to-do list app. It's more of a notes app with a to-do list component in it. And what Agenda is geared for is meetings. And so you open Agenda, you can start a note for a meeting. You know, you take your notes in it. You can create task lists and assign them to people. Um, Agenda is a real, again, a beautiful Mac and iOS focused application. Um, and it's one that I know uh, Scotty Jackson again, uses all the time and, mm-hmm. and highly recommends. I've used it. It's really great. It comes with a, or there's a, a separate subscription plan for it for some of the pro features. Um, and then the last one is Notion, which isn't specifically a to-do app. It's sort of a, a whatever you want it to be app. But yeah. I know if you follow the August Bradley method, um, there is a to-do component of it, a task management component of it, where you can tag things. And it's basically however you set up your table, your your database in mm-hmm. Notion to track your to-dos. So. Yeah, Notion is more like a, then, a toolbox that you can build from. Yeah, and then the um, yeah, that's that's a, that's exactly what it is. You know, it, it's whatever you need it to be. And they've just opened up their API, so now you can uh, connect Notion with other applications if you have the te- the the development know how. Um, mm-hmm. I've already started to see some integrations with Zapier for automation. So you know, you post one thing on one website and it can get zapped into notion um so that's pretty cool i'm I'm excited to see what happens there i might go back and revisit notion uh if more applications integrate it um the next category is the casual slash prosumer thing so this would be something like todoist which Mm -hmm. is uh it has a lot of the features that the other apps do um but it's uh not as intense it's very gamified you know you check something off you get points for the day kind of thing. Um, there's some mm-hmm. project management in there. You know, you can set up projects and you can create tasks and delegate. Um, they just uh, opened up a feature for Kanban boards. So you can now create Kanban boards to track the status of different tasks on each project. Um, so that's that's one. And again, you know, there's a subscription plan for it, but there's also a free tier that's pretty generous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Microsoft To Do. So it's a Microsoft product. It's very much like Apple's Reminders app, which is also on this list. Very easygoing. You put a task on the list um, and then, you know, check it off when you're done. Uh, there's a little more involved in there if you want it to be, but that's really all it is. It's just a very clean, minimal to-do app. Um, and then there's AnyDo, which tries to be sort of like Asana, sort of like uh, Things. Um, again, a pretty good-looking app. It's on the Mac. It's on iOS. Um, integrates with your calendar, so you can uh, you know track progress and and you know add reminders, smart reminders, so it'll always remind you um, at specific times and dates about different things. Um, so again, a very minimal and clean app there. And then the last category is the analog category. So there's the bullet journal, uh, which is the Ryder Carroll bullet journal with mm-hmm. dots and dashes and circles and lines. And you set up the month, the beginning of the of every month, you know, in the front of your notebook. Mm-hmm. And then at the back of your notebook, you have your index. So that's oh, one way to track. Sweet, sweet index page. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, and and I, used, I, I was using that for a while. And again, it never stuck. 
And then uh, there's analog, the Ugmunk analog that's sitting on my desk. And that's the wooden holder with the cards that come uh, with the starter kit. And so you get like 30 today cards. So one for every day of the month. And then you have, um, you know, you write your daily to-do lists on that. And then they have the someday card, the the next cards, which are the projects that you're sort of getting to next after you get your main to-do stuff done. And then there's the someday cards where you have your projects that you want to get to someday. You know, you want to clean the garage. You want to go build a shed, you know, the the long-term stuff that you're not going to do right away. Mm -hmm. You can note those on the someday cards. Um, And everything gets tucked away. As you finish one card, you slide it underneath and tuck it out of the way and then you pull out a new card and plop it into the 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 little slit in the front so you can see it staring at you every day um and then yeah i mean that's the, the analog is is sort of you know you can use whatever you want to do your analog to-do list you can use a loitch term for your bullet journal you can use a field notes you can use a moleskine you know there's there's a whole bunch of different stuff that that you can use for analog that that's really like just an open wild west for you to play with yeah first of all cleaning out the garage is a nightmare yeah, that's why I'm glad I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have one either, and I'm kind of happy about it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, then of course, um, we, we probably could briefly talk about if you want to mix uh, analog and digital. It's yeah, that's what I do. Definitely possible, and lots and lots of people do it. Yeah, I think uh, you know I, I've talked about before. I, we talked about this with Joe Buley, who who has the the family calendar on his door mounted mm-hmm. up there because <clears throat> he he's someone who can't who can't use or, or I guess when he was talking, he, he was like, I can't do a, a digital calendar. It just doesn't work for my brain. And I feel the same way, but the exact opposite, I can't use a physical calendar. I never remember to check it. I need it to remind me every day mm-hmm. at a certain time when to do something. So for example, I use Fantastical as my calendar and it sits in my menu bar on my Mac. And so I can always see, Oh my, you know, uh, we have D and D on Tuesday night in three hours. And, and, you know, I always get those reminders and then same thing with outlook for work. I always get the prompt, you know, 15 minutes before a meeting, 10 minutes before a meeting, yeah. you know, you don't forget to sign in. If I relied on paper for that, I'd never make it to meetings. <laughs> I do love fantastic. How, Goodness gracious, I've been using that since it was originally released, and it's just a terrific application. Yeah, it's uh, the the natural language is fantastic. Um, you know, any any app that allows me to just write, you know, meeting at 10 a.m. tomorrow with Bill, you know, and then just have it do what it needs to do and and dump it where it needs to go in the right calendar and, and with the right time and everything like that is so much easier than having to fiddle with drop downs and check boxes. Yeah. And go to the time field and the date field, and the location field. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> You know, what's really cool is Outlook has really upped their game on AI. Hmm. And so in in an email, it will say, you know, if someone says something like, you know, would love to catch up with you at some point this week, it'll highlight that as a, as a clickable link and you click on it and it will bring up your calendar with all of your available times. And then you can automatically create a calendar event, uh, an invitation to them, um, you know, right there within the email. It's so great. Oh, nice. And then the other thing is. Yeah, and the other thing we have, we have the the Exchange server at work, so we can see everyone's calendar. You know when they have time blocked off across the the company. Yeah, and so if I'm trying to set up a meeting, my Mac Outlook, uh, if I'm trying to book someone for a time and they're already booked, it will show times when everyone on the invitation is available, and I can click it, and it will automatically lock that time in for them. Um, it's really really helpful. That's very very nice, very nice indeed. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was just gonna say. I hope we've inspired everyone to consider uh, to do a to-do list if they're not using one or reconsider a to-do list if they're not quite happy with what they're getting 
well, now as far as results are concerned. You, you, I've been doing a lot of talking. What are you using right now? Right now, I'm notioning it up. Um, I'm still using okay. the old notion. And I have, um, you know, my field notes in my pocket at all times. Of course. Which is, um, it's really more of a capture tool for me. I don't like, I don't write to do's in it, but I'll write down like what I want. Capture, I guess, is the best word. I, you know, I, I write inbox at the top of the page and then I write down whatever I want to remember when I get home and what I want to put into Notion when I get home. And the other thing, I'm not I, writing it down to remember it now or yes, tomorrow. Right. I'm writing it down to remember it today. Yeah. This very second. The other thing I've started doing is I'll keep track of important stuff. And I really borrowed this from the uh, bullet journal. Um, I, for, I think it's a, a collection is what Ryder Carroll calls it. Basically, it's kind of a project where you can write down all related information. And um, I'll put like um, like my daughter's car is in the shop. so And we have, we have a rental in the meantime. So I put all that information uh, in the field notes. Everything from like the account number with the insurance company to the rental information to all correspondence I have. I'll write like a um, uh, phone call and then the date and the time and then who I spoke to and what we talked about. And then I'll do that again for every subsequent phone call. So it's all together. Um, and I'll, I'll put in a little index, um, say what page that is on. So that's really what I use my field notes for. It's creating those collections and then capturing in. And then when I get home, I'll go through and move everything into Notion. And then I use, you know, either Notion on my Mac or on my phone when I'm actually trying to go through the to-do list. Nice. You know, one one little trick I've picked up from a couple of people, uh, Chris Lawley was the one I'd really seen use it to great effect in things. Um, when you're creating projects or when you're creating context for your different um you, you, in your to-do app. So, for example, maybe you have a context for work and you then you have one for home and then you have one for errands or uh, school or whatever it is, use emojis to sort of differentiate each thing. So, you know, you, as opposed to just plain text where you just have a list of things uh, on the left sidebar of whatever app you're in, you then have emojis. So for example, in things I have, um, you know, I have school with a little apple next to it and I have personal admin with a little bar chart next to it for things like, you know, banking or taxes or what have you. Um, cabinet of curiosities is a little filing cabinet emoji. Um, <laughs> calls I have to make have a little red, you know, like the Batman phone, the, the little red telephone. Oh, yes. Um, and then I have a, I have a home one with, uh, it's the house of the little tree emoji. So just ways to, to identify and differentiate what, um, contexts are and, and separate them. Oh, and I have a work one with a little briefcase, uh, briefcase, briefcase. Um, homework has a little, the, the classic 1940s microphone. And then I have the study, which is a little fountain pen. Um, and you know, it's just, it's, it's fun to look at. It, it's whimsical. It breaks things up, makes it easy to figure out where things are and, and what I'm looking at. Um, so use emojis to your benefit. I mean, they're, they're fantastic visual ways to just, you know, remind you, uh, of, of, you know, what it is you're working in. Yeah, that's great. I think, uh, I think we, we did a good job with to do list, Harry. I think we've beaten this horse to death enough. I think we should let this poor horse just rest in peace. Hey, uh, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy the work that Harry and I do and you would like to show us some of your support, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. Each week you'll find bonus content like fun 
episodes and interviews, worksheets, and you'll be able to listen as we record the show live every Thursday night. Shall we talk about Harry? Right now we're working on a bonus episode for this month, which is May. It's going to be systems that are useful, but you may not have heard of. Yes, and we're hoping to get some special guests as well. We have several guests plus uh, systems that Harry and I recommend. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Speaking of patrons, this month we would like to thank this week's Level 2 patrons, Chris Allen Jones, Jackie Allen Brown, Johnny Kivis, Damian Barrett, Cal Stewart, and I guess the Murder Hormets were just a filler episode. You can also hang out with us over on Discord and chat with like-minded homeworkers, ask questions, and exchange tips and tricks. You'll find the link to that in this episode's show notes, which can be found over at thehomeworkpodcast.com slash episode slash 277. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star review or rating. Oh, I did it wrong. That's okay. You guys get it. You love Harry and me. It's okay if I make a mistake. Where? In Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. You can find out more uh, over at our Linktree accounts. Harry's is linktr.ee slash hcmarks, and you'll find mine at slash Dave Kalo. Thanks again for joining us. We'll talk to you next week, and now go get some work done. Bye-bye. Bye.